0: This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one, no-loss, prize savings account. And you can visit PoolTogether.com to deposit. You're listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast! I'm your host, Hot Mike, a.k.a. Millie Yearly, a.k.a. I just made a pour-over of the finest Brazilian beans, and I am hyped up on those Brazilian caffeine pills. And I'm here with Huss from lasso.gg from nen labs from just a builder just just somebody who's building and and that's what crypto is all about is building so welcome Huss. thanks for being here
1: thank you for having me really excited for this chat
0: cool um, listen when i get when i get so hype in the beginning i need you to match my energy on this okay i need you to be like
1: <laughs> i need more resilient coffee beats i'm not uh, i'm not that's gonna right it.
0: <laughs> That's right. We need we need to send you some. That's right. We need some milady Brazilian coffee beans that may or may not be laced. Okay. So uh, listen, I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about um, just just the regular pull together podcast stuff. One is how did you get involved into crypto? Two, how did you start doing lasso? How did you get there? Three what's the future for Lasso, and then we'll just keep talking about stuff. I know we're going to talk about AI in this podcast. We might talk about the a little bit, but yeah, yeah, give me your origin story for crypto
1: Yeah, I mean, so I't do know if I can make it super interesting, but the pretty much towards the end of my like university degree, I was really interested in like the fintech space um, i was uh, I was kind of studying in the like stats and CS. Uh, Kind of like inner, inner lap. And, um, he had this person who's now like without doxing, I guess, uh, who's like a pretty prominent CP member, uh, that's like was just a person that I respected and, and, kind of where I was from, uh, like before they had like this like CP alt and they were just tweeting from their main about, uh, like urine and, uh, eats and, you know, yield farming and all these sorts of things, uh, from their main, um, and like kind of toward, like I was already interested in this whole like in, in kind of like the tech and finance kind of crossover. And uh, I really wanted to understand what the <laughs> he was talking about. So I like, sorry, can I curse on here? My bad.
0: No, that's okay. We, we'll just bleep it out and we'll do like a, <laughs> I'll, I'll do like a, or something like every, every bleep will be different.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. My bad. So pretty much uh, this, this person was like just tweeting about all these, all, all these things were super early. This was like uh, during like DeFi summer um, and uh, kind of me and my co-founder were just like really curious as to what he was talking about. So we started like watching these YouTube videos, trying to understand what yield farming was before we even understand sort anything about crypto. Um, and it, it it didn't make any sense to us for like months, but like once we, we, we kept on trying to like understand it, understand what's happening we got like kind of into the, 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 the CT space. And uh, once it kind of clicked, it really clicked and we, have been like really sucked into the rabbit hole since um so that's kind of how we discovered it what, how we got into
0: it what's that what like actually clicked for you because i remember my journey in like 2019 2020 i would get stuff and i would like swap on uniswap and i got an ens and then i'm like okay now what like what do i do and there's like oh there's these things called dows And I'm like, okay, I joined one. Well, now what? You know, like for me, it was just like, I didn't really understand. And so like, I just dipped out and then it would take a a friend to be like, hey, get back in. And like, it wasn't (laughs) the trading for me. I just wanted to do stuff, you know? Uh, But what was the thing that clicked for you? Is is it when you made your first million? (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. I think like, I think
1: there's two things. So generally like with crypto, uh, I think from an ideological perspective, it really resonates with me. I'm really... Like as a person, you know, me personally, I'm like, uh, I'm quite against like, uh, authority against, uh, like gatekeepers, uh, the permissionless aspect of, and like self-sovereignty kind of aspect of, of crypto really resonated with me. And then the web three pitch in general, where you have this like, uh, application of crypto that is like an internet kind of native, uh, financial layer and like internet, native currency, which, um, or at least like, you know, set of currency that, uh, kind of underpin the internet. For me, it's, it's something that uh, I'm like really, I'm just really bullish on. And when I kind of saw the vision there, uh, yeah, it's, it hasn't left my yet.
0: So now that you see what you've seen, right? So when it clicked for you and like really matched with your values, which I think is a great way to get into something is it matches, it, it kind of like, it kind of aligns with everything that you've been believing um, up until that point. And now we're here, right? So, so, what has changed? Are you disillusioned now? Are you like more bullish than ever about like how the space has aligned with your values?
1: <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I think I, I tend to sway sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, man, what are we doing here? And then sometimes I'm like, uh, this is like the most obvious thing ever. I think that generally I always get centered back uh, to, you know, we just have a lot more work to do, and we're way earlier than I I, I think I understood at the very beginning. Uh, there's still a lot of, a lot of work to be done as far as, in my, in my opinion, like a lot of the issues are with like, you know, scaling solutions and mutable gas costs and, uh, and speed of transactions, like the scale of these things. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there's also something to be said around like how many like innovative primitives have we seen since, uh, like over the last two years. Um, I think that there are definitely a lot of interesting things, but, uh, I think that now that we're in, like now that there's just like kind of builders left, uh, I think we'll start to see even more interesting things go up.
0: Yeah, but here's the deal with the builders being left because, like, then at some point things will go back up, right? The line goes back up, and then you get like the hype train and the incentives, and right, you get like the 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 the, the memes with the green bars and the you know all that stuff, and then and then it's back to like. Proto feudalism, right? It's like, hey, you know, some we're gonna. There's this wag me thing, but let's be real. It's like when you talk about generational wealth, you mean for you and and right, and then it becomes yeah. like the people that got in early and the people that didn't, and and so so I really there's like really this values clashing I see in the space where it's like there's so many people that want to build and build like this utopia basically, just wanna wanna buck the system and create a better system. And then the way that the thing grows is by like the worst of the existing systems, right? Kind of creeping in. So, but maybe you're like a super capitalist, and like that's great for you. But I, I wonder, like, how do we fix that, or how do how do we find like a happy medium, or what you know, what do we do?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. So, I think definitely these things like follow cycles. Like, we'll have another, we'll have another like you know, uh, bull. There will be a lot of like stupid. Like shit that gets done, a lot of uh, noise, uh, and then you know that stuff will die down, and this is just kind of the uh, at least how I, how I kind of see it. It's very cyclical, but I will say like you make a good point, right, which is that at least with crypto, it's hard to like pull out uh, kind of like the fundamental like te- technology unlock from the uh like how financialized everything is, like it's so inherently financialized that you have all these really weird dynamics um you know, where like uh kind of a lot of the things that you just talked about uh, kind of like are like unavoidable um so i think uh i think that i don't know if it's a good, like i don't think that like so if we have like web3 right um you know if web3 like kind of like ends up like proliferating becoming like this like uh thing that we all want it to be uh i don't know if we want to i don't know if i want to take like a directional bet on like you know how quickly my pizza is going to arrive right um, there's, there is a lot of learning that I think we need to do as like uh, a community around like what should be financialized, what shouldn't be, what makes sense to be, um, like these bets versus like just focus more on like value transfer. It's really, it's a it's a very blurred line that like we're still learning to walk. Is kind of how I see it.
0: Yeah, and that makes me feel better about myself when I'm like I see something taking off and I'm just like, uh, I'm like over it or something. Like it it just doesn't vibe with me or something. But but I yeah. I'm really I'm a bad investor because I just okay. I go with my gut and I go with things I like. And generally the things I like a lot of people don't like. It's like still too early or whatever. And so mm-hmm. So you know, but that's what I love about the space. I love the reason I'm in this space, the reason I love it so much. The reason I love like going to the East Tokyo hackathon is that you see the building and you see like people dreaming dreams and making stuff up with like really primitive tooling, right? Like <laughs> like I was in a chat room in Decentral Games, Ice Poker was like advertising on a uh, Hustler Casino and so it's all these normies <laughs> watching poker streams and they see this ad for crypto play to earn platform and I asked I was like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" you know? "What do you think about Decentral Games?" And somebody's like, "Their website looks like I'm going to get hacked." because <laughs> right, their value is not the website like their website is garbage like that didn't look good because they care about the product but like web 2 what what the rest of the world cares about is how slick is your website equals i'm gonna trust you more right and and, and yeah. especially in crypto i'm expecting a scam at any turn and so yeah i don't know where what, oh I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole like, I love that we're building with primitive tools and we're like standing stuff up and we're trying stuff. And like you said, where are those primitives? Where are those interesting things that crypto innovation creates that we didn't have before? And I think one thing is what you're doing with Lasso.gg. I think this AI crypto nexus, you know, the two of the hottest trends, you smash them together, you get an even hotter trend, right? Is that, <laughs> is that it? Is that the way to succeed?
1: Yeah, we just like we just look for like the two biggest like grift areas and we're like, all right, we have to, Yeah. We have
0: to Put grift. Taylor Swift and BTS on it as well. And then yeah. I mean it's perfect. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Actually, before I get into the last one, I'm curious. So when I want to ask the same question back to you. Uh do you feel like you're disillusioned with uh kind of the thing that brought you in, in the first place? I guess you said that like your friends are the ones who like kind of kept on pulling you in until like you 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 kind of just stuck around. <laughs> but I'm curious how you think about it.
0: Um I I I love the space because like I, there was a point in my life where I was walking around Google like I'm I'm a religious man so I was like praying about Google and like getting a job there because I I I've, I grew up in like my professional career has been the nonprofit sector and so mm-hmm. I was I, but I've always been into tech and like edgy and I've applied for jobs in tech and generally you need to go to an Ivy League school or you need to be already in tech and show. Show that you can do stuff, so I was just kind of always on the outside looking in on the tech world and then when I got into crypto, I'm like at the front of the tech world, right? Google should, people yeah. leave Google to work in crypto now, and I just like i leapfrogged the thing right so now i'm now i'm in the in, in the uh excuse me the uh um i'm I'm already in tech now, so I think that's cool, and it's really fun for me having a d d and like Everything changes so much, so that's also great. So I love the space. I love the people in the space. I don't like the the scams and the and and I feel like when I interact with people, I can kind of tell which direction we're going or which vibe of crypto we're in in the conversation that we're having. Um, I yeah. think that also being religious, I I have a lot of faith conversations with people in crypto, people who got that generational wealth and then they're like. I'm not happy. Why am I not happy? Like what? What else? Those kind of things, right? Or, mm-hmm. or it's like crypto is very much a meritocracy, and so people are only the value of their output, which I don't think is true. I, 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 I stand up against that. You, you are not your output. You are a human being. You have worth and value intris- intrinsically so uh mm-hmm. those are those are kind of the places where I get disillusioned. The scammy stuff, I guess that always is happening, like even on telephones, my mom gets called and tries and, and is scammed doesn't matter the technology, so I think that's mm-hmm. more my disillusionment as people is is that um you know you think you're going to build this utopia, but then you're not happy at the end of it, right, even if you get to whatever that might be so that's
1: interesting I yeah. think like uh the point on merit, like it sounds like the mer- uh, the more mer- meritocratic like aspects of, of crypto are still something that appeals to you, though, because like you just mentioned right now, um, you know you can you are pretty much on an even playing field with uh, these folks from Google um, as far as like you know being at the forefront of the space and like making an impact and things like oh, this, yeah. right? You're like nobody really, I would imagine, nobody really cared about what your background was. they were just like you know what ideas does you bring to the table, uh, right. seems Like a good culture fit and things like this. Uh, which I think is like also pretty inherent to the crypto, at least from a cultural perspective. But I, something that I also really admire.
0: Totally. And I do have a war within myself. And I, meritocracies appeal to me because they're easy to, you know, you can just like kill yourself working so hard to try to succeed and that sort of thing. And that's like a constant battle within me. I will say, though, that there is the sheen and appeal still of big tech and Ivy League and because of institutional money i think that um you know when i was applying for jobs in the crypto space i was i i, I just was i had like my portfolio or whatever but i didn't have i like it, had i come from google i would have gotten a job i feel like mm-hmm. if i had like mm-hmm. those credentials and i think a lot of it kind of goes to my personality as well i'm uh, you know there's this like desire to have the the super pro institutional like how can you relate to you know, um, visa, like, th- like they're dreaming of you being in that, in that boardroom with visa or in the meeting space, trying to court institutional money, which again, right. goes, goes, wars, crypto is worrying within itself. Like we need visa to succeed because we, we, need fiat on ramps and off ramps, but also we want to kill visa. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
1: anyway. It's true. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta buy enough for certain, for, for certain scenarios for sure. Uh, that's right. But, yeah. I mean at the end of the day, users don't give a shit if you went to sorry, I keep cursing my breath. They don't really care if you no. uh if you went to they don't care what school you went to, what your job background kind of is. They just want to see uh yeah. you know how you can help them out.
0: Yeah. Uh li- listen, Huss, I want to thank you for asking me a question. Rarely happens. Uh, but also because I just immediately I barrage people with questions, but you just broke in there, you broke through my, you know, uh crystalline Veneer and and uh, asked me a question and got me to just really do some deep introspection. So I thank you. But let's talk about AI. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your lasso.gg
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I can give kind of the the, the TLDR and what we're building. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned it earlier, but Lasso is a search engine for on-chain data. We're aiming to uh, democratize access to information across uh, assets like NFTs, tokens uh you know, pricing data, transaction data, uh DAOs, uh treasuries, uh, wallets, et cetera, all under one house, uh, and allow you to query that using natural language in the pretty much easiest way possible. And the kind of like problem that we're solving there is like, you know, a big pitch of web three is like this transparency aspect, right? Or crypto in general, where you have you know, people throw around like a lot of the like selling points for Web3 is like, you know, you can verify, not trust. You can check the chain. Um, you know, everything's transparent. But realistically, what that means is you have a bunch access to a bunch of, like, fundamentally, what that means is you have access to a bunch of transaction data, right? That means nothing to the human eye. That's because that transaction data is is uh, generated for a machine to read it and reach consensus. It's not made for humans to do any, uh, you know, extract any value or derive any really meaning from it, um. And so, you know, there's been a lot of so there's some tools out there that try to help people make sense of it, uh sense of this data. Right. There's the kind of analytics tools of the of the world, like the the dunes, the flip sides, uh, the uh kind of GraphQLs. I mean, sorry, the graph uh and things like this, uh, which are great. They're huge services to the to the space, but they do require like a ton of domain knowledge and a ton of uh technical knowledge to you know how to, you know uh, pull any information out. Right. And then if you're not somebody who has that, that sort of knowledge or, you know, skill set or time, um, then you need to rely on the ton of information across many different websites that curate data for you. Right. So you, as an individual or like as an investor, specifically information that you care about is fragmented across many different websites. Like, you know, CoinMarketCap is like pretty decent that pricing data, uh, pool, some certain pool statistics are just on like Uniswap analytics. Uh, Defi Llama has also like their own subset of stats that are interesting. There's like the .info websites that are like literally dedicated to like like entire websites dedicated to like just seven day average fees or or one uh for like different blockchains. Token Terminal is good at like fundamentals data. I can go on, uh, but uh now like you know your experience is super fragmented. Um, and on top of that, you know if you try to like you know some of the block explorers in the space, they're again incredible, incredible, like, tools for everybody. But they're, you know, if you want to onboard the next billion people, um, they're, 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 the learning curves, like, should be a lot less uh, for, for understanding how to use them. So with uh, with Lasso, yeah, we kind of saw the opportunity here with some of the uh, technological unlocks that were happening with uh, the LLM space, as well as kind of going through our own uh, trials and tribulations, trying to make a sense of on-chain data to... Kind of solve the, the big problems around having uh, uh, technical technical knowledge, having like the triangulation cost of even finding the data that you need as well as like having deep domain knowledge uh, by just allowing people to literally ask the question that you want to know and we can service the data that you think is interesting to you
0: I think that one of the powerful things about ai that um, that prompt engineering actually um, I guess kind of it, 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 when you hear that there's a prompt engineering position that people are really talented about making prompts I think it also uh, instills in like the general public the normies the people that are just hearing about a- a- AI it kind of creates this FOMO like oh I still need to be technical and learn how to talk to AI and and prompt it in the correct way and what I've been doing recently is um ever since e-tokyo I did this uh, my I joined a hack team that created Chad gpt which um, was basically just training chat gpt 4 on co- smart contract vulnerabilities and fixes and then you could mm-hmm. just actually just drop a github link into your smart contract and it would evaluate it for you it actually rewrite mm-hmm. your code with commenting on what it changed cool. uh, and then and then you should be able to just like run it again after you kind of correct it but um through those lessons of just that kind of got me peaked on this and what i've been learning talk using chat gpt is actually AI succeeds when it actually anticipates your questions or you can actually just communicate needs or things that are important to you. And then the AI produces those results rather than like, what's the right question that I have to ask to to really get that zinger from AI? And so what I'm thinking about for specifically pulled together is we're talking about like, who are these depositors? What are they doing mm-hmm. when they deposit in together how long are they in for how do we get more of these people right um and and being able to put that into lasso.gg which would be sweet it's just like hey you know pull, pull together really wants these kind of things uh to see growth happen in the protocol uh what do you see from the data and then and then like boom that's like is that the holy grail what's the holy grail for lasso
1: <laughs> I think like, yeah. I think like uh you do today. I can I can talk a lot more about like what uh this idea of like being having to prompt engineer and like what makes like a good system there. But uh, I think today, yeah, you do have to know kind of what question you want to have uh or you wanna ask and get answers to. Uh but uh I think as we chip away at the at the product, we can definitely get to a point where you can ask it to do the analysis on the data that you're like you, you can ask it to find the data set or whatever like query that you want and then perform the analysis as far as like extracting insights from it directly. Right. So you could go in and ask like, okay, you know, uh, what are the most interesting things that, you know, our depositors are doing? Um, and, you know, that's a super like not concrete analytics question, right. i make something interesting. Uh, but um, yeah, I think that, I think that we can totally get there uh, today. It's just, it's more focused on like uh, straight analytics questions though, but um, just like, Kind of going back to your point, though, about like prompt engineering, um, you definitely do have to like know how to talk to the system. But I think that it's good. I think one, it's good because it forces you to like think through your investment process, at least like, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of focused on the in- investor crowd right now with lasso. Um, it forces you to like think about things that were previously like really implicit to you. Right. So you might have, let's say I'm like thinking about buying, you know, some more ladies. Right. I have like a whole set of questions that I have for myself uh uh or like you know pieces of information that i go and try to to, to seek out uh, across many different websites again um but with also i'm kind of like forced to like think and be like okay what do i actually care about what do i want to know what is like what is actually a better way of phrasing this um and then now my investment process is kind of more uh, crystallized to myself along with you know the actual like answers to my questions that i'm looking for and and also I also mentioned, like, I think a good system is uh, for, you know, getting people answers is able to help guide them, right? So if somebody asks, like, a vague question, ideally a system, like, you, we can actually take, like, uh, a very simple example with Google, right? Like, you ask a question. First of all, I think, like, we don't necessarily talk to Google how we talk to, like, people, right? We, we input, like, uh, like, half sentences, and that's because we know how to, like, use Google. Right, and then Google will also help us suggest uh, like what we might be meaning if we have like a typo, or uh, and it also has suggestions of other queries that are relevant to us. Right, when you get into your results, I think that those are all like really good attributes of like a, a system that is designed to help you get the answer that you're looking for. Right, so if I'm asking like a really vague question, maybe the system is able to uh, make an assumption as to what I mean, explain what assumption that was made, and then make some suggestions around like perhaps if you meant this, or like you know if you if if this is what you meant. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Like perhaps if you meant, uh, you know, another version of this question and here's some examples of things that you could ask or, um, or if this was what you meant, here's some like interesting drill down questions or like, you know, further questions that other people are interested in knowing like, when they're presented with a similar looking data set. Uh, so, so yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's definitely like a little bit of a learning curve, but I think
0: it's, it's not as bad as,
1: uh, as, uh, some other things out there. At least you don't have to yeah. look at SQL.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. You don't have to learn SQL, which is like right there, the killer app. But I one of the things that I that blew me away with with these chat GPT plugins is that and I could be wrong, but I think that they're just basically prompts like it's like it's a prompt. It's a pre prompt. It's before you put in your your thing. It's telling chat GPT what to do. And I've been creating my own little bots so, I have, I do Eurorack synthesizers, right? With like patch cables, and it's very crazy and, and it's very hard to learn. Uh, and the manuals are really thick, but like I can actually, I created a bot that basically just only returns answers in the Eurorack universe so that I don't have to like tell it that I'm asking that. So, so basically it's like pre prompting. It's just, it's, uh, it's, uh, these bots are just basically preventing you from having to write like a big long first prompt. And just so you're off to the races by using that straight up bot, um, which is, I, I feel like pretty primitive, like you don't necessarily like eventually AI is going to know what to do and what you want and kind of anticipate your needs. But the same thing, I think I think one of the ways that AI um, can help us with blockchain explore, exploration is right now there's all these dashboards. Um, and you and I think it's that it's you don't know what you really want to know, um, and mm-hmm. so being able to to learn and anticipate and get those questions or pull insights for you that you you know that are surprising I feel like is a killer app. But I have a question for you, Hus, because you said that you're going after investors. Why are you mm-hmm. why why would you go after investors and not like builders or not like protocols? Cause I working for a pool together, working with pool together as part of the community, I, I see the need, like how this would be so awesome for pool together. But I'm like, why are you going for investors? Go for protocols, please.
1: <laughs> um, so we do plan to serve both audiences right now. The space is pretty much just investors and builders, right? Uh, there's like not that many casual users, <laughs> like, um, of, uh, of, of crypto in general, not yet. So you can pretty much just split it down those two, two lines and you can like further kind of segment if you want. But uh, the reason that we choose to go after investors first is because uh, I think that there's more volume there. Um, and, you know, part of building an AI system that uh, comes more robust over time is having that volume of uh, training data, right? So we focus on like B2B sales, A, hey, uh, or if you focus on like serving a B2B product, I mean there's there's like exceptions to this, but if you focus on serving a B2B product, um, you know, the volume is not as guaranteed. Whereas if we directly target like, you know, the, the, the investor crowd, feel like there's a lot more of them. So there's a lot more training set, training data and like that's the diversity of training data that we can you can acquire. And then we can move into uh, then we can definitely move into serving more B2B use cases. Um, and there's a lot of really interesting ones.
0: Okay, so right now lasso.gg is in closed beta, so you got to get on the wait list. You got to you, you got to see. So how can how can we see this? Uh, what are next steps for you as far as rollout goes? Roadmap. Would love to hear any alpha you could give us. Um, yeah. So I, I can also edit, can edit out. Stuff. So you can just give us alpha, and then it just won't make it to the podcast. Totally up.
1: I don't think there's too much alpha. Just, uh, just I would suggest everybody just stay, uh, you know, stay tuned for more updates uh, from us as we begin to let more and more people into the, the product. If you're on the wait list, that's great. Uh, we do have a pretty different version of the product uh, that is coming out um, uh, earlier than than the original product, than like the kind of like one that you that we all know. Uh, that uh, I think is going to be really, really compelling and that should be launching in the next couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to start letting people use it.
0: Awesome. So that's on the wait list. And then we like follow the Twitter and then we'll yeah, find yeah.
1: out. Okay, exactly. Cool. exactly. Okay. Um, All right. But yeah, I think, I think it'll be worth the wait. I know it's been, it's been a little bit. I know some people are, people have been messaging me trying to, trying to get get the product into their hands, but I think, uh, I think it'll be worth the wait. There's some really exciting, exciting stuff that we're
0: building. So how do you, how do you stand out in the crowd of AI tools? Because, you know, on Twitter, there's all these Twitter AI influencers that are like, I found the next 10 hottest tools. And and then they, and at one point I'm like, I don't need an influencer any, anymore. I can just ask AI what the hottest new AI tools are. And so how do you compete? Mm-hmm. What, what, how are you going to, how are you going to battle the bots?
1: Uh, huh. so, I don't really look at us as, I don't think that the user really cares if it's AI. They just care how quickly and easily am I able to, you know, derive value from this product. Uh, so I don't really see us as like, oh, we're compet- competing against other AI tools. We're just competing against, um, other like sources of truth, uh, for like, uh, kind of blockchain participants, right? Um, and I think today, the current state, uh, we're, we're relatively competitive, um, against what's, what's out there, um, and so, yeah, we're just going to focus on like, delivering user value, delivering it uh, quickly um, and, and easily. And that's kind of what we've been focused on since the beginning. Probably not like the sixth answer you want me to say, but uh, yeah. yeah
0: I, think it's a good one. I mean, you really just need to say, listen, I, we, you take AI and you add it to crypto and you get the secret sauce. Like that's the thing. That's the, the future and the future. Future plus future equals moon. So there you go. <laughs> I think like, I think uh, just to like add on
1: that, I think, um, you know, there's a lot, there are a lot of like, just like when you just zoom out and be like, you know, crypto AI. Uh, It's not, there's some use cases that make sense. I think specifically one of the big unlocks with some of these uh, like LLM advancements has been the idea that you can bring structure to unstructured data, right? Um, And some of the premises that, one premise that we found really interesting when we were like first kind of getting started with that. So it was like, even beyond crypto, there's a huge opportunity for, uh, you know, to leverage these this technology to structure, uh, unstructured data for investors in general, right? Because there's a lot of stuff that one needs to sit through. Um, And so I think that this is a use case where it really does make sense. And then specifically why crypto is interesting is because, uh, a, we're just <laughs> we're, we're we're bullish, and we think that you know, all financial activity will eventually be like tokenized and brought on chain. So we'd rather build for uh, you know, something that will that 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 will be you know that will grow in the long term. Um, and you know, the market is more nascent right now. But I think also what makes it great is you have like you know, I think there's like six, seven monthly multi-actives on Ethereum right now, and in, in like a bear market, all of these people are interested in querying one single uh. Dataset, right? Uh, and that's like the chain, right? Um, that's, that doesn't really exist. Like you see, like Texas SQL is like a pretty big um, uh, kind of use case uh, for, for, for LLMs. But you don't really see that sort of opportunity in a lot of the applications that are coming out, right? Most people are like, okay, I want to query my company's internal database. I want to query, I want my users to be able to query our specific information, you know, using natural language, uh, like within my product but, you know, there's a really interesting opportunity to leverage these models to, to uh, yeah, allow people to, you know, like millions of people uh, to query, uh, yeah, this one data set and like do it very, very well. Uh, so I think that the opportunity for this is like pretty unique.
0: So can we, can we ask lasso.gg, can we say, um, hey, what's the next uh, blockchain that is perfect for, a prize savings account that is moving to accept any token, any yield source. Like, can it can it tell us where pool together should deploy next? Eventually, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a
1: lot of like uh, our product roadmap is centered around uh, what like how much more data can we begin to index. Uh, today is more focused on like uh, kind of like asset layer information. And, uh, you know, analytics questions like, okay, how many daily active users are on Blur, for example? Um, you know, what is, what is the kind of supply distribution of these tokens? Or um, this NFT collection? Who are the biggest whales? What was the biggest buys over this amount of time? Um, you know, how many people who bought, who bought uh, uh, Pepe sold for a big profit, and then, uh, uh, and then went and bought like a Remilio or Milady right after? Uh, like how many people have, uh, like those exist? um there's you can really zoom in you can be like okay like show me all the holdings of this wallet show me the pnl of this wallet uh show me like the like you know largest transactions show me show me every um every wallet that they've every address that they've interacted with there's a lot of like interesting things that you could ask it uh but like subjective questions right now are like not quite there uh we do want to get more qualitative data though so uh, we also want to allow people to ask questions like, you know, summarize this white paper for me, or summarize uh, this, the, the kind of governance discussion in this uh, uh, on Uniswap, right, over the last week, um, or the specific, you know, governance proposal. Uh, tell me about the wallets that are voting on it and the general sentiment around it. Um, there's a lot of cool things you can bring in, Twitter data, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Uh, yeah, but- bringing in off-chain data as well, because that's, like, definitely necessary, especially for sentiment um you you definitely have the on-chain but then like crypto twitter really matters there's you know these white papers really matter the github repos really matter there's like a uh, and i i love the the idea of something keeping track of all of that for me that yeah wait how do you how do you track all these off-chain sources yeah um yeah i think it's super important And, and actually
1: if you think about it, like, I mentioned it right at the beginning of the call, right, That, or at least when I first started talking about Lasso, that uh, a lot of this, like, the data at a fundamental level that we're, like, interested in querying is just, like, transaction data that has, like, no context around it, right? So this context, and I can get, like, for example, like, just wallet labels, all of that is, like, off-chain information, right? And there's, like, not really a source of truth as to, like, whether, you know, something is definitely, like, a Uniswap uh, uh, pool. I mean, kind of, but, like, not really um or like you know whether a wallet belongs to like certain person or something like this like a lot of the context is off chain so a lot of like what brings gives us stuff meaning is off chain data uh so that's a big part of our job too um so so yeah you know just kind of like indexing more on that is like super important how we do it uh it does range Yes, like today we can bring in some some twitter data and we kind of map that over to to wallets uh you can like now have like a really interesting lead gen tool or whatever it is where you can like ask about you know the top holders of an NFT collection and go see like what their twitters are, go reach out to them if you think that they're part of your you know ICP or whatever. Um, but uh, over time, you can actually like build these agents, right? That just take in a question, try to analyze what's the best task to be done. So you can have like you you now have like the the, the kind of analytics version of Lasso just be like one operation that can be done with this like meta chain, this meta agent that's just like you know the user asks a question, the agent is like okay. Uh, are they asking about something uh, that's like some like uh, analytics question about what's happening on chain? Are they asking about summarizing a white paper? Do I need to uh, Google something about no- uh, latest like news about uh, a certain topic? Do I need to go and like use Twitter to, you know, grab some analysis, whatever it is. Like we can, we can either, we can empower it to actually search the internet or we can like, you know, have these documents, storage of information that we think is particularly important. And we can actually just have like a meta level agent that um, that kind of uh, Finds this information, uh, or, or kind of like decides on which task makes the most sense based on what the user is asking, and uh, I think that's when we really start to kick into like some really crazy, crazy problems.
0: Yeah, yeah. It sounds like I mean the the way that you build the product is like actually have users using it and then giving you feedback on like, hey, here's what I'm trying to do. This is the this is what's res- this is how it's responding. Uh, is there a way to tweak this or add some sort of other source of knowledge or truth that 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 um, you know Lasso can analyze. And then just, like, rinse and repeat, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, the, like, getting user feedback is super
1: important. And there's such, like, a huge universe of things that we could build, right? Um, so, like, understanding what the, the market and our, our user base really cares about uh, really helps us prioritize and, and focus on delivering value over, uh, you know, building what's, what's just interesting to build.
0: Okay. And the way that people keep in contact with you is through Twitter, and, uh, and then there's not, is there a Discord, anything else that they should join, be a part of?
1: Yeah. So uh, the Twitter is the best way. We'll be making some announcements soon, next couple of weeks. Just, uh, uh, wait for it. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll start inviting people into the Discord too with, that, with these announcements. Um, and yeah, Discord should be fun. All
0: right, nice. All right. Well, since you have all the power of AI, I would love for, to hear your prediction of what happens in crypto next, Hus. What what are we going to see in the next six months? With um, you know, how, whatever you want to talk about, NFTs, Miladies, Twitter, coins, <laughs> sure. base, mm, blockchain regulation. What do you think? What what do you? What interests you? What what are you um, excited about? What are you scared about? Actually, just only excited. No no fud. <laughs> uh, good question. I think,
1: uh, I'm excited to see like L2s pick up more stride. Um, I think I'm pretty excited about, uh, I, honestly, something that I'm really interested in and I'm, uh, interested in and I've been tracking is like how the kind of like NFT exchange market, uh, kind of like landscape is changing. So we're seeing like in our own data right now, you know, Blur, they launched in October and they're sitting at like upwards of 60% market share of like total volume of NFT tra- sales. Um, like, that's insane. Like, how did, how did OpenSea go from like the like, complete market dominator to, uh, you know, like 25% of, of 25% market share? Um, and it might be a little bit higher, uh, like given wash trading, but regardless, like blur is absolutely killing it. Right. Um, and so I, I like, I've been really interested in keeping track of like how they're going about things. Uh, they just launched their, um, kind of lending solution. I find that to be like really interesting. I think like the NFT space in general, I'm I'm pretty excited about. I like NFT perp. I want to see how people end up, uh, you know, creating new parameters and new ways to interact with these NFTs over time. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty interested in that. Uh, as mentioned, yeah, the L2s, uh, seeing Steam up there. Um, I'm really interested in the permissionless, uh, lending protocols that are kind of, um, uh, sorry, the under collateralized lending protocols that are, that are coming out. Um, And, you know, I'm interested in seeing the flip like every other, uh, NFC out there. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, of course, of course, of course. But what, what do you think? So I, are you talking about like pawn and arcade as far as like peer to peer lending goes or what, what other under collateralized protocols? Yeah. So,
1: I mean, there's, I'm particularly excited about, uh, about like, you know, there's the sentiments of the world. There's the like sentiment on, on Arbitrum. Um, I think is like really compelling. Uh you can do under collateralized lending and you can um kind of use that 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 loan that you're taking out to do things like swap into tokens, but as well as uh do like yield farming. So I can like, you know, I can like 5x lever uh my ETH into uh either stake ETH or even like you know into obvious start earning uh fees. Um and like yeah, I, I think that their protocol is actually super interesting. Um you know, there's 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 a couple out there, but I think sentiment is one I'm like particularly interested uh, in, and seeing how they how they shape up.
0: Nice. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I'm done with questions. Do You have anything else that you wanted to talk about before we wrap up? Uh,
1: no. I I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, it's always fun to kind of nerd out about this stuff. Uh, and not just do it in like text form, but actually talking this somebody. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it's been cool. Keep you guys in the loop on. On, on the product and i'm excited for you to try it um is there usually like A Q&A part is there any does anybody have any questions
0: they, there's a chat where they can put questions in um and and so yeah i i generally if i see them i'll ask them from the uh from the chat but but we're good hey thanks for thanks for being here where i'm i'm pumped about following uh, lasso.gg on twitter and uh and looking forward to these new products this new stuff that you're innovating with Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Milady. Milady. Thanks for listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. You can visit pooltogether.com to deposit, and we'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. So visit the Pool Together Discord and let us know.